So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta? Welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. I am your host, Doc Jake Swart, and today we have a really fun topic. We, being Coach Joe and I, uh, we are going to talk um, a lot about um, the sled work that is becoming super popular uh, in today's training world, thanks to uh, a very popular podcast called the Joe Rogan Experience. Uh, and you got the knees over toes guy. He's going. He was going on pretty hard on uh, sled work. So thankfully, uh, truthfully, thankfully, this. Uh, um, this style of training has become more popular, but there's some things that we need to talk about with it. So, uh, Joe, man, let's dive after it. I know you've been, you've been getting into some sled work here in your garage gym and you've gotten some, and you've had some pretty interesting results. What do you got for me? Yeah, I like I, this sled's been fun. Uh, like it, like a lot of folks, like almost everybody, I'm not at, like people didn't seem to know this Rogan guy. Right. <laughs> so, uh, like it also, a little bit tune it. Tune in his podcast, but you know, I've been interested in sled work since the Doc and Jock days with Danny. Um, and uh, when I was got here to JBLM, I used to push the tank around. This was like three years ago, the tank that they referenced in that podcast. Yep. It's a really cool thing, but I'm not paying 1500 bucks and it paid and it takes up so much space, so no room in the garage. So that yeah. was cool. But you know, Danny and I, um, we interviewed uh, Julian Pinot, something I think his name is. He's a He's like a strongman guy who did some work with Invictus and, and he does some kind of CrossFit-y strongman stuff. But you know, he was always talking to us about the sled and saying, you know, it's great because low skill, high intensity is what you want when you want to break people off. And, um, you know, the, the Rogan thing uh, kind of pushed me over the edge to start just looking on offer up for some cheap sleds. And I got into a nice Rogue sled for, you know, um, like uh, 25% off retail and no shipping. So I was like, okay. And the funny part about this, I hate saying this and, and don't be offended when I say this, but I pull, I pull up to the storage unit and this Mexican dude talk about entrepreneurial fellas. This Mexican yeah. had it dialed in. He had a job where he specialized in kind of cleaning out gyms that were failing. Oh. <laughs> and he, he would take the gear and throw it in the storage unit and then resell it. Well, and this guy, this guy's storage unit was, I spent an hour in his storage unit, just thumbing things around. He had some really cool stuff and it was funny. Cause I'm like, hey, specialized man. garage sale. Dude, it was awesome. I was like, this is cool. And, uh, um, I asked him, I said, Hey man, do you got any reverse hypers coming in here? And he goes, what is that? And I told him what it was. He goes, oh, I just sold one last week. I said, well, I'm your boy, man. Put me on your email list. And he looked at, <laughs> I said, he looked at me like what's an email list. He just has this cool side gig going on offer up, man. man. And he's killing it. Gets really cool stuff. And, uh, so long story short, I got into this sled and for, um, the last month, uh, 
been crushing this lead work, dude. And yeah. it's, uh, um, it's been great. I've, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. And like, um, look, sled work is something that's, it's definitely not new within the world of strength and conditioning, right? It's been, but what's, what is interesting is heavy sled work has been like with, with guys with, um, real strength coaches, sled work has been known or has been like utilized appropriately in training for a long time. But, um, what's really interesting is a lot of times uh, it's using like, you know, like a strongman work is used there a ton. Um, but then in the, uh, strength and conditioning world for like more like field and court athletes, it's used a ton in, in like sprint mechanics, right? Or not sprint mechanics, but loaded sprints, trying to increase your axis potentiation, trying to increase uh, speed. And uh, it's really interesting. Like all you got to do is go to PubMed, type in sled work. And the first like 15 articles that's going to pop up is all about like speed and acceleration work with sleds. And, um, but what I really like is this movement of bringing sled work into uh, just general pop and, and people who are just trying to like general physical preparedness. And, and, and with it not being like sports specific, whether that's strong first or that's uh, field and court or whatever, because there's so many healthy benefits to it. One of the big things is that there's really, or that there's no eccentric loading to, uh, of with sled work. It's, if you can push it, it'll move. If you can't, you don't have to control it in any direction, right? Yeah, like, no, no braking power needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, no braking power needed, which is, uh, which is really unique. You know, there's a few, there's, there's few other exercises in the gym that allows it to be just that. So like you hear about guys that'll say like, um, you know, they do sled work every single day. Like, man, I don't know, like you might get hurt doing that. Or that sounds like a lot of volume. And really when they say that they're not doing sled work for like hours. <laughs> right. Uh, but then also like when we think about like view, um, like a lot of strength coaches are pretty smart. If they beat, if they, if they uh, go through a pretty tough day in their program and their athletes feel a little beat the next day, um, sled works great because it's all concentric movement and that soreness that you feel after a workout is typically going to come from that eccentric loading phase. And, for, yep. um, and just to kind of break that down a little bit. If we look at like a bicep curl, it's when you're, it's when you're contracted, right. But you're lowering that bar or you're lowering the dumbbells down toward your side, toward your legs versus curling the weight back up, curling it, actually moving the weight is concentric and versus eccentric is when you just control the weight. A visual for me that helps is um, if you're if you're um, if you're loading the muscle under tension, if the muscle's contracting while it's getting longer, that's to me eccentric. So that's just another way to think about it. And, and to to go back on what because you, you dumped a lot of great stuff there, but that's the other thing about the sled work too that was cool. It was like a reminder of high school football practice. Yeah. We used to do that like uh, spring conditioning. We'd have sleds out, um, and then. To the recovery note too, again, CJ Martin, a uh, really smart CrossFit coach out of Invictus. When we would go to little camps from when we were in Hawaii, you know, we're out there training with um, Camille LeBlanc, right? Like mm -hmm. in, at that time, she was legit, one of the better female athletes. We just got done like a pretty ballsy session. We just got back from Coach Bergner's garage and we still want to hit a CrossFit workout. And uh, the Invictus athletes, they load up a sled heavy. And to close the workout out, they just did a couple trips around the gym with it. You know what I mean? So, yep. you know, this stuff yep. is, it's, it's not, it's not new. Um, and you know, what's old seems to always become new again. Um, but it's, I remember walking into my first CrossFit gym and seeing people power clean again. And I remember seeing old ladies power clean again. I was like, Oh my gosh, I can do the stuff that I thought was fun. Why did I, why did I not keep this up? You know what I mean? We think that, 
we think that like training's compartmentalized and if you're not playing college football, you can't push a sled or you can't, you can't yeah. get after it anymore. You do yeah. whatever the hell you want, man. And it's, it's, a good, it's a, it's a good reminder for that, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. Like, uh, cause here's the thing we, <clears throat> the medical world has made such a, such a, it's in the process. It's definitely not perfect, but it is transitioning away from thinking of these human bodies as just being like, super fucking fragile things right like especially as we get older it's like after the age of 35 like you better be careful what you do because your body's gonna yeah right like it's just not the case man like your body will respond and adapt and it'll be a lot i'll tell you we'll make it frailer a lot faster or a lot more frail a lot more quick is not training not doing some of these uh more difficult drills right and not doing some of these more difficult exercises that's going to be what makes you frail fast so um yeah sled work is great for that and I'll tell you what, too, it feels good. It feels good. Like it has a lot of, uh, it has a lot of carryover. Like we just talked about it with sprint mechanics. And then, uh, cause we talked about this increased action, action potentiation, which is just for, a, uh, you know, on a super high level, that's just like how fast can your nerves fire essentially. Right. And, uh, you kind of felt that in, in your, uh, in your little snatch that you just said, well, you had hit just a little number, right? Well, as, as, as soon as you said carryover, I was like, I'll tell you about carryover. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I haven't lifted the snatch really heavy since the Arnold classic, like three or four years ago. And, and I'll get the date out there. It was like March, like three years ago. And, you know, elk hunting has taken me off the competitive platform. And, and to be honest with you, I've tinkered with some snatch balances and every now and then I'll swing and do some power snatching, but nothing heavy. Um, but the other day, after about a month of this sled work, I was like, I feel pretty strong. I'm yeah. just, I'm gonna mess with this. Yeah. And I just kept taking it up, kept taking it up, kept taking it up, and ended up going 100% um, in terms of no misses. And I hit a real crispy uh, 102 pound snatch, and that's 225. And uh, I was messing around, texting some buddies. 101, 101 kilogram. Yeah, 100, 102 kilo snatch. Kilos, so two twenty yeah, pound kilos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah two twenty four uh, pound wise. Not uh, bad. What do you weigh? Uh, I'm one eighty one. So I was looking. I was looking at it, and usually, I, right now, as the weights shifted, I would have been competing in the eighty one kilo group. And if I would have went to American Masters in uh, November with that snatch, I would have won it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. I texted buddy. I said, tell all your buddies they, they were they were second place. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, the guy who should have won was in the elk woods and he's yeah. talking shit. <laughs> you know, who knows? You know, doing it in the garage oh, is awesome. one thing, but doing it in the garage is one thing. And, yeah. and you know, I'm just talking right. shit, but but still it was cool to to, you know, it was cool to just and, and the other thing, it was no knee pain. And I, you know, I've always been squatting with I've always squatted and trained with knee pain and worked through it. And um, the knee pain is gone. And there, I have some horrendous YouTube videos where my knees are just singing. Like <laughs> <laughs> even, even the popping has uh, reduced a bit and it's not there. Um, and listen, when I'm snatching, I am slamming my knees. <laughs> right. <laughs> Closed. You're talking yeah. about violence and I'm really pushing them forward pretty hard. And um it's been fun. It, it, yeah. We'll see where it goes. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But the the for me, the first time really, do, usually sled work was really hit or miss. You know, if I had one, I'd use it. You know, it was usually at the end of a football workout. But the consistent sled work's been been really fun. It's been cool. Yeah, and it's just and it's just a lot of fun, man. Because uh, 
man, there's just something very, um, <laughs> I don't know, ancestral or like elementary or just rooted in our, in our DNA about being able to primal big weight primal. That's what I'm It's savage. Primal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, ask, ask my wife. She come down there on Monday, you know, it's whatever. What's the holiday we just had. And I don't know when this is going to air president's day weekend, Monday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She come, she come down there as I'm finishing up. She goes, you know, thanks for letting me sleep in. I said, I didn't wake you up. She yeah. just looks around the garage. I'm down there screaming. <laughs> Music's up. What Listen, do you, you just forget, Joe? <laughs> yeah, you just you just forget where you are, man. It is, yeah. and you got to push this damn thing. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> it's a lot like a deadlift, man. It's just fun just to pick up heavy weight, right? Heavy. It's fun to push heavy weight yeah. around. And uh, when you when you take a look back, and you're like, "Holy shit, I just moved that 500 pound stack of weights." Like, that's a big yes. deal. Yeah, it feels good. Yes. It's a good confidence boost it, for the day. It, it, it's fun watching my kids mess with it too because they'll walk in and they see the stack and they're like, can I try to push that? And I'm like, yeah, go for it. It ain't nothing going to happen. And um, even the, and then they'll start trying to take weights off and then they try to push again. They try to take weights off. So um, it's fun. Everyone likes to move everything. I mean, strength, strength, the, strength's the most addicting, funnest thing you can do. And I think it's the most sure. rewarding. For sure. Dude, it's super rewarding. You know, it's like, um, <laughs> it's, it's like, once you start, you don't, you don't want to ruin your gains, once you start getting, once you start gaining traction too. Right. So it starts like impacting other parts of your life. It's great. What can I, what can I eat to be bigger and stronger? You start making those choices. Not, you know, how can I go to sleep sooner so I can wake up ready to go? Yeah. I get my bit. Muscles in, what environment do they need to grow? Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So how about that? It's fun. And, um, I don't, I, and you know, I've been doing it a lot and I don't think it's too much of a, it's pretty easy to integrate into training. I think, um, you don't have to just program a workout for sled work. What I've been doing, um, when I first got the thing, Eliza's like, where are you going to push that? I said in the backyard. She goes, well, that's pretty loud. Our neighbors are going to hate us. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I haven't thought this through. (laughs) <laughs> at all <laughs> so what i ended up actually doing with it uh to sh- i just push the width of the garage so i have the rubber mats mm-hmm. and i keep the sled between my jerk blocks and then i push it across the garage to the um squat rack so what's the width of a standard two-car garage oh man you're asking somebody who lives in atlanta and does not have a garage so <laughs> nice it's got to be what twenty feet. What's the width of two car? Imagine putting two a jeep in a in a in a town and country in a garage. It's that wide, whatever that is. Um, but that's all I do. I just go back and forth. Eighteen so feet I, wide is the is typically two car garage or eighteen feet wide by twenty feet deep. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. So let's go twenty feet. Yep. So I just go back and forth. I got a chain on it, and when I put the I put the uh, I push it. And I pull it back and depending on how many trips I want to do, that's just, and it, it works. So yeah. what I end up doing is my warm up every day is um, I'll do anywhere from five to 10 trips. And then I get into some push-ups and some, some trunk work to, to prime the system. I'm ready to work. And yeah. then, uh, you know, when I feel frisky, I do a trip. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. all we do. It yeah. isn't hard. That's awesome. <clears throat> Cause you have, you have your kids do it too, right? Oh my gosh. Now the workout for when, before they can eat, push the sled, do some pull-ups, push the sled, do some push-ups. And uh, the funny story on that, I'm in the, I'm in the gymnastics club talking to a mommy about how I like the sled work. And this dude 
who's trying to convince me to jack my minivan up, by the way, uh, <laughs> old Shane's like, you like the sled that much? He goes, you wouldn't want two of them, would you? I got this sled that's sitting in our PT clinic all rusty. We got some new ones and everyone wants to work the new machine. This thing's just sitting there. You want that one too? I said, hell yeah. So now I got two. I got, I got my sled and then I got the kid's sled. And uh, yeah, we just started getting them on it recently. So it's been fun, man. Dude, that's great. That's like, um, I love that too. Cause again, like significantly reduced risk of injury when you're doing a sled work over like a barbell back squats or whatever. Um, yep. It's not, there's not no risk, uh, but you know, everything has some form of risk analysis to it. Uh, but there's um, low risk. So low skill, high return on, on investment between like pushups, pull-ups, sled pulls, sled pushes. Yeah. Let's go. And they're kids and they want to go like our, and the kids are stupid like anybody else. They just want to go heavy. It's yeah, great. Of course. My daughter, my daughter Charlie, is like, Dad, I did 200. So she had, my daughter had two, uh, two uh, 25 kilo plates on that sled. And she goes across, she goes across the gym. She's a maniac and she's nine years old. Charlie's my brick shit house. She don't care about nothing but being stronger than everybody. It's great. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. so, she's, a, she's a gymnast, right? Mm hmm. Okay. How long has she been doing sled work? That was her first day on it. That was her first day. <laughs> That's awesome. And we, and we got there because she come in as I'm finishing up and she goes, can I try that? And I'm like, yeah, do your thing, girl. And she couldn't move it. And I took a plate off and then she tries again, can't move it. And finally we get down to the bottom of the stack with the two reds on it. And she inched it across the, she inched it across the garage. Nice. She's a stud. Now I don't know how much mine works. I got, um, um yeah i got one of the rogue sleds uh and this one isn't one that's like super heavy duty um, uh, like it, the, like their dog sled or whatever no it's like their tweener model so they got the heavy duty one and they got like the eco sled and then they have one that's like in between those okay and uh it's pretty solid but the one i picked up from this guy as a second sled is a sornex version of the mm. dog sled and it's a tank <laughs> <laughs> so um uh it's I'll be really good. curious to see what she does like uh like you start noticing after i don't know we'll call it six weeks of, of doing some sled work if she stays with it like i'll be curious to see if you start noticing like huh Maybe she can get up a little bit higher on these jumps, or she's sticking those landings a little bit stick, a little bit stickier now. Or uh, I'll just curious if you know some carry over there. I'm sure there will Dunk, be. Duncan basketballs. That's what I want. <laughs> Nine year old Duncan balls. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, and then even my son Mason. You know, he. I'm trying to tell him. I was like, hey, you know, um, you want strong legs? You want to be fast on the ice? You know, this is the way to go. I was like, you know this. Let's go, bro. And then sure. in there. It's fun. Even my little daughter, Lucy, I mean, they, they like to train and that's big for me, man. I we've talked a bunch about this. Like, you know, my buddies are asking if I'm going to compete again and do this. And what my thing was, my big thing with training is for me, my kids to see me do it. Yeah. That's a big thing. And I'll sneak them in the garage as I've been, as I've been hitting hard this last month, you know, I was off for three weeks. I come back from Hawaii and couldn't get out of bed, getting used to that, 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 uh, time change blew me up. I bet. But, uh, this last month coming off that trip has been excellent and the yeah. kids are back in the garage a bit messing about and um, it's good. And I gotta, I gotta attribute the sled work. It's been the catalyst for uh, yeah. a new spark this last few weeks. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I think like, uh, well, one, it's just fun. Right. And then two, like there's a lot of, it mimics 
movement throughout your day, right? Like squats are pretty functional for sure. From the standpoint of like, you know, you got to sit down a lot throughout your day. Right. But like yeah. in a sport, there's a pretty strong argument to them not being like the most like quote unquote, like functional thing you can do from a, from a movement uh, replicating standpoint. Right. Like um, very rarely are you going to go like ass to grass in a squat and a squat pattern in a sport. Right. Like That's especially right. you're looking at like a field and court athlete, but right. You're always going to be running, <laughs> like you're That's always right. putting one foot in front of the other, right? Like That's right. You got to be driving forward. And you're always going to be, and you're always going to need to be stiff in that pattern too. So there's a there's a ton of carryover to that, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's so fun. Is like, uh, well, you know, fun's a strong word, but yeah, fun. Where it's like, yeah, this sucks. It's hard, but it's it's something that you're used to, and it doesn't require a lot of skill to get it done either. So I want to go back to something you said um, a few moments ago. That you said like anything else. Uh, it can bang you up. So have you seen, so right now I'm hot and heavy. You yep. said I'm loading it. Yesterday was uh two, 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 two Tuesday. Um, <laughs> and my buddy said, if you're not doing something special today, you're missing your chance to make history. Cause this ain't happening again in yeah. your lifetime. Right. He says this to me. And I said, well, and I sent him a stack. I sent him a stack from the sled. I was like, does this count? This is the most <laughs> I've ever pushed. Yeah. And um, so can you screw it up? I mean, if you see in, in the PT side of things, have you seen people come in and kind of blaming the sled or have you literally seen something where it's been yeah. the sled? Something yeah. to watch out for. Find balance yeah. to all this. Yeah. I mean, you know, like for sure, like it's, it's definitely at a lower rate than um, like a squat or a deadlift or running or anything like that. Because again, you're taking out that eccentric component of what you're doing, but yeah. um, I've seen a handful of people come in specifically uh, with herniated discs secondary to uh, sled pushes. And uh, it, it is very obvious that it came from, like it happened, there's a difference between did it happen during and did it come from, right? Sure. Um, but it happened during a sled push, right? Um, these two people- They, felt, they of, felt the thing. They yep, heard they the felt pop the thing or during the sled push. Yep. Um, you know, going, going all out and uh, towards the end of a workout, going all out and- the, I don't have a video analysis, but it kind of makes sense from a standpoint of they probably went past what like a normal flexion, uh, or what a safe flexion amount would be, uh, when trying to push this heavy load and essentially kind of like crumpled up like a banana. <laughs> right. And so horizontal banana back. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And a lot of it too, is like, like pelvic, uh, like excessive pelvic posterior, uh, rotation there. So like, mm. um, they're trying to push and their butt kind of gets tucked up underneath them as they try to push this heavy load. And yeah, they caused a little bit of a, of a, now both of them recovered just fine. It wasn't that big of a deal. Right. But yeah. definitely we're a little beat up from it for sure. So like, um, and that isn't to scare anybody from doing, from training or anything like that, or training with a sled or anything. It's, it's a super safe way to exercise. Um, as we've kind of talked about, uh, especially when you're comparing it to most other movements that you do in the gym. But, uh, I think it's kind of silly when you hear some of these gurus out there saying like, you're, you have no risk of injury either. Like that's, it's a little, um, it's a little, a little bit of rainbows and butterflies there, I think. <laughs> yeah. You could, you probably also could say that's horseshit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, for sure. It's a little bit of, it's a little bit of horseshit. But look, like <laughs> as far as as far as training uh modalities go in the gym, that's one of the better ones you can do from 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 not hurting yourself, right? Like, I mean, you can look at any exercise. Like I saw this video the other day of a dude doing preacher curls. Pretty simple exercise, not gonna hurt yourself in most situations there. Uh, but he blew out both bicep tendons uh while doing it. And so like, look, 
you're going to get yourself beat up every now and then when you do train, but that's okay. Because guess what? Uh, you're going to get hurt anyway in life at some point, like, and the best way to recover from an injury is to have, uh, or is to be at a higher functioning rate than you were, uh, when you did get injured versus not right. Uh, I would have loved to have seen a guy blow out both biceps at the same time. Same what did that look like? It was brutal, man. It was brutal. It was, it was gross, brutal, brutal, all the same. <laughs> it was, uh, it was bad. By the way, have you ever seen a video of a, a female blowing her bicep? It seems to only be dudes that do that. Because you know, girls don't care about their <laughs> biceps, man. Like, <laughs> girls don't care. Guys, they, uh, I, I'm waiting to see some videos of like, um, girls blowing out like glute tendons or something like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> But it's, it has, haven't seen it yet. It'd be impressive. Uh, but but, uh, but no, I, you're right about the risk reward thing. And, and we were talking about this pre-show. Like there always should be. The risk is what, you know, what, how do you get, you know, you read, you read a book like um, The Rise of Superman or you, you hear these guys talk about how to get into flow states or these enjoyment patterns or these play moments where, where training becomes beneficial because you're really concentrated on it. But you're not going to concentrate like, you know, again, I'm reading this, I, this old school strength book I sent you, this yep. dude, he's, he's got the, all these articles on concentration and how to do it. One of the things that makes me concentrate most is like risk, danger. Yeah. Like you need, yeah. you just need some of that. And yeah. when you come out of that, when you come out of the risk tunnel on the other side, not dead or hurt, you feel awesome. Like it's cool to yeah. do hard things that are fun. Like again, jumping under 225 pounds. There's better decisions I could have made. But when you do it successfully, you slam your knees to the end range of motion and you bounce up and it feels like butter and easy. You're like, oh, okay. You know, it's cool to do hard things that are fun. It's cool to go into the elk woods. It's cool to, to so, so I would tell people, and you probably don't want to hear this, but take some <laughs> risks, man. Like every day you should do something that is kind of like, <laughs> yeah. you know, or, I'm not saying you got to become a skydiver, but. Dang it, man! That it's fun to just tr- and if if loading the sled is the riskiest decision you're going to make, I think you're doing pretty good, and you should go heavier. Like, yeah. go. <laughs> dude, for sure. And I think yeah. you should take risks, man. Like, because uh, there's so many things. I, you know, I was I was looking up this research, um, not to get too off topic here, but about like ACL ACL tears and yep. uh, your cerebellum's role, and or your yeah your, uh, your cerebellum, but then your cerebrum uh, or your cerebrum, like what does its role play in preventing ACL injuries? Right. And one of the big things there is it kind of helps correct like movement mechanics. Right. So if you think about throwing a dart and you're a little bit off to the left, your cerebrum is going to come in and make a correct portion of it is going to come in and make the correction. Right. And so Mm. they look at ACL injuries as maybe uh, we need to be doing some more training to that portion of our brain uh, to be able to stimulate or to be able to make that correction faster. Right. So it can handle the force production that you're doing. Um, but mm. all that to say, like the way you train that is by introducing new stimulus to it or new stimuli to it. So like new, a new stimulus is perceived as a risk to the brain in certain situ- in a lot of situations, right? Like it's got to figure out what the hell is going on. What do I do to it? Or what do I do to correct it? And how do I prevent it from hurting myself? And that's a very like, you know, a little bit of a science heavy way of looking at why you should do risk. It helps your helps create different, uh, action potential or action potentials. It helps create different neural connections. It helps prevent injury when you have this multitude of different stimuli coming at you from different angles. Like that's why multi-sport athletes time and time again, they're going to have a lower injury risk than somebody that specializes too soon. It's the same thing in adult fitness too. 
Well, now two things on that, this, this multi-sport athlete, that's with my kids. They're like, uh, you know, like Charlie will do, Charlie does soccer. She does gymnastics year round. And then right now um, I'm going to be coaching her softball team, 10 U. I got roped into this gig (laughs) and this is different. This seems different than rec baseball. And it's a, uh, listen, I, let me tell you about an email I got this. They got enough girls to do two teams, but they only had one coach. So I said, well, I don't know Jack about it, but I'm going to go. How hard can it be to put the glove on, swing the bat, throw it underhand? We'll work it out. And uh, I email this guy, Dennis. I'm like, yo, I'm the other coach. Happy to meet you. Let's work out a practice schedule. He goes, he sent me like a thousand, a thousand word email. And he goes, listen, we got returning players from AU. I heard the crop of kids look sharp. He goes, he goes, coach. This might be the start of the state championship one day. I'm like, okay, Dennis, <laughs> let's roll. So, but but I like the kids to do certain things. And um, uh, Charlie is super fast, and my son Mason playing hockey. Eliza takes Mason skiing uh, the other day, and the comparison between my wife and my son, I think, in the ski slope, they've both never skied before. But it's interesting. My wife, you know, she's older, should be more experienced, but she's only been running really the last few years, like the last lot of years. She doesn't do a lot of sports. But my son's been playing baseball, playing soccer, doing this hockey thing. He jumps on a ski lesson and in four hours, I don't know anything about ski levels, but yeah. he goes from he goes from level one in this class to level four. And all my wife says is like the he goes, the instructor was getting kind of mad at him because he kept having to hold him back. Because the yeah. other kids in the class just weren't going. So I was proud of him. And it made me yeah. think like. It's a good cerebellum first. right there, man. <laughs> yeah, he crushed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he loved it. And uh, it's cool, man, just to try different things. And, I'll, and to, and to, to kind of piggyback from my own experience on what you just said, I've never done the heavy sled work going backwards. That was mm-hmm. the fun thing that I picked up from, from hearing that guy talk on um, Rogan's show was, oh, that the working it backwards heavy was so I was like I don't do that anywhere else but that seems pretty valuable even if it's just a counter walking like yeah. it seems like that would be a fun thing to work on and it's hammered the posterior chain and done some cool stuff and and hit my legs in a fun way that I think is excellent yeah well walking backwards too like that's gonna hit like uh that's gonna really get those quads engaged because you think about like that is essentially closed chain knee extension walking backwards yeah. right so um in a in a way that your body dictates like the machine it's that controlling weight it's moving weights and and an ex and uh it, it man it feels really it does a really good job at strengthening your tendons when you do yes. that in particular your your patellar tendon um and it just loads the knee up in a different way because man the our bodies are they'll adapt to they're pretty smart they're pretty lazy inherently our bodies are so uh, if you're not going to use your knee uh or use your body in a full range of motion it's just going to be pretty it's going to be pretty content keeping it in a certain range of motion right so it actually almost start creating a new range for you uh and in a way to think about it that way right like uh we see this all the time it's like tell, tell, tell an older guy to reach up overhead he's inev- inevitably going to be at like 140 instead of 180 right yeah. um but to be able to strengthen in these ranges to make sure that our knee has a good full strong range of motion walking backwards is going to be great for that yeah and you don't have to sit on a machine Yep. With a special leg thing and a special stack next to you and special cables. Like, and it's so much more functional. I mean, Greg Glassman said this in one of the early CrossFit videos I was into that 
you know, you can base the functionality of a movement by how um, likely you're to see it in real life and think it's just normal. So like how many guys at a red light are doing curls and how many guys at a red light, if you saw them on the street are going to be sitting in a chair doing leg extensions. Yeah. But there's perhaps a reason to walk backwards that wouldn't make you double take. Right. So yeah, I was yeah. like, God, there it is again. So yeah, you know, <laughs> a cool thing to do, a fun thing to mess with. Um, and you know, kind of doing my offer up thing. It's I'm building the home gym all the time for people in my head who don't have it. And I still think I would start pull up bar, jump rope, kettlebell, and yep. then like a medicine ball to get violent with. But yep. I would say people who are going to get heavy, a squat rack and a barbell and a weight stack could get expensive. Mm-hmm. Bro, you could get a cheap magic carpet from like Spud Inc. or rig up something, and you could get. I would say before the squat rack. Now, I would get a sled and start buying the weights, and then slowly as you need more weights, build your stack that way. Pick up some side stuff, you know, and, and build the kit there. And then when you got enough weights to load the barbell, and the cool thing, if you do it that way, your body's going to be ready for the barbell when you do get it, rather than sure, the other way. I was just getting ready to say, yeah. yeah. Earning the right to get under the barbell on that one. I think that's the way I do the home gym, right? I, yeah. You pu- pull up bar. And this is for all the guys we want to get on the remote platform. You better be listening. This is what we want to do. Yeah. Uh, get the good yeah, get yeah. the good pull up bar. Get you a jump rope. Get you a, a, a kettlebell to, to mess with. And then maybe, you know, and then start building that weight stack with the sled. I think, I think that's the money move. For sure, man. Like, uh, like we said, like that's a lot of like, all those are like pretty low risk, high reward movements right there too. And, uh, yeah. and I do love the idea of getting the med, the med ball too. That's one of my that's a super underutilized thing in the violence. Training. You need listen. You talk about high skill, or you talk about risk in your training. Everybody needs some violence in their training. And when I'm teaching these kids, and I'm talking to people, and I use that word violent, they think I'm going to murder people. And they're probably half right, but I won't do it. <laughs> I, but I put the person's face on the ball, and I. Yeah. St- I slam it. I throw it. I go berserk with it. And again, you know, you talk about a cool move to pair with that sled, you know, because the sled's all in your face. You're going dead ahead. But, you know, I'll pair sled work with a chop slam where I'm coming over the top of the same violence. And it's excellent. Um, Yeah. So so get some risk, get some violence in your world. You know, (laughs) I think you'll be happy. I love (laughs) it, man. Yeah. Get some violence, get some risk, uh, low risk, high reward, of course. And uh, yeah. that. so, all right. So then to summarize, definitely want to do some sled work. If you're not doing sled work and you have the capacity to do so, uh, definitely do it. Uh, if you if you see it in your gym, it's just kind of hang out in the corner, pick that bad boy, get that bad boy out of there and just push heavy weight. You don't even have to do like, there's no like, oh, you need to do like this exact uh, distance or this exact range. Just push heavy weight until you feel like you can't push anymore and re- rinse yeah. it a few times. Um, and then I could, I'd like to maybe cause you said too, uh, a don't in this would be, don't be an idiot with it. So yeah. don't, tr- don't treat it like a tackling dummy. Like don't sprint at it and yeah. then hit it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, pull it. Like my buddy pulled a stump the other day out of his yard. Uh, I think he did it with like his Honda. I, he was telling this great story, but you know, you got to get some tension on the chain before you gun it. Right. So just <laughs> yeah. like anything else you know, you know, brace properly, you know, get aligned, right. But you know, if your back straight and your, and your hips are holding water, you're probably going to be fine no matter how sure. you do it. But if yep. you get the horizontal banana back and you're sprinting into it unorganized, you, you might, you might, uh, you might be seeing Jake. 
Yeah. Instead of talking to me about yeah, how awesome saying, it was. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Sled work. Got to do it. Should be doing it. Should have been doing it yesterday. Uh, get on it ASAP and uh, your training will thank you. Joe, man, as always, we need to figure out a, we need to figure out a sign off is what we need. Well, we, really need well, we, we, we figure out the sign off because I know I'm a regular because you didn't have to go through the introduction. That was good. It was just was like, hey, Joe's back. Let's go. Yeah. So I like that. So, yeah. So um, I don't know. The sign off with uh, the sign off today is uh, take a risk and get violent. Let's go. Take a risk, get by. Let's go, baby. All right, man. Joe, great talk with you as always, man. And we'll uh, we'll chat soon. Take it easy, dude. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.